Pastor Heath and Christian here uh, this morning. So glad to have you joining in with us. We are continuing a series entitled Home Church on how to be the church in the home. And we want to have these casual conversations uh, that you can engage with us. And then after this video, we encourage you to take a moment and discuss it with someone else, pray about it, and see about how to apply it to your life and in your context. So if you have your Bible, turn with us to 2 Chronicles chapter 32, uh, verse 1. 2 Chronicles chapter 32, verse 1. We're going to talk about times that maybe you felt surrounded uh, by a situation. But really today we want to talk about putting the Spirit of God back in the home. So, uh, Pastor Christian, in my personal life, there have been times where my family's felt surrounded. So I can think about times when um, Beth and I have gone through uh, issues in our personal health where maybe we had situations where we had health issues that wouldn't go away. And sometimes that can feel like those things are surrounding you. I remember um, a time when my, my dad in high school lost uh, his job unexpectedly. And it was uh, really took us off guard and we didn't really know what we're gonna do and how that would work out. Uh, and then we felt surrounded like, hey, we're, this situation is, is heavy, it's dark, we don't know how to navigate this time. And then there's been times that even more seriously, um, I've had close family members that attempted suicide and even committed suicide. Even close, a, a close best friend of mine uh, committed suicide as a young person. And those moments feel like, okay, I'm, I, I am surrounded in this moment and fear can take you over, anxiety, anger, um, even depression, all right? So I think the, the problem I wanna talk about this morning is how do we, when, when problems surround you, you really uh, find out quickly where your source is. Where's my supply? Where, where's my happiness been coming from? Uh, I think about families. Sometimes a certain member is the rock of your family. And if, man, if that person's suffering, the whole family suffers, which is not a bad thing. It's just sometimes we put so much uh, supply from that person or it's a job like like in my family we lost when my dad lost his job it's like did we put so much confidence in that confidence in that job or my, maybe it's a health issue did I put so much of my happiness my joy my confidence uh, in being you don't even know it you know I'm healthy so you don't think about being right. not healthy right so sometimes we go through situations of crisis that are are uh, intense they surround us and we really discover uh, what is the source of my personal supply, right? Okay, right. so let's, let's talk about this a little bit this morning uh, and ask ourselves the question, what's the source of your family? What's the backbone of your family? What if things around you fade away? And even today in the modern world right now, maybe church has faded away from the ability of you to go to. Uh, you can't go to it anymore. So what's the source that remains? So let's talk about building your home uh, around the source, building your home around the source and putting the Spirit of God uh, back in the home. So if you're at Second Chronicles chapter 32, verse 1, Pastor Christian is going to read, but let me give you, let me give him the background of what okay. you're about to read. So we're talking about a guy named Hezekiah. Right. He's the 13th uh, king of Judah, right? Mm -hmm. And his dad was not a great guy. And at 25 years old, he comes to the throne of the southern kingdom of Israel uh, called Judah. 
and does all these awesome religious reforms. We talked about it last week in our first series right. uh, that he brings Passover back at, a, at an odd time. He takes away good and bad religious idols. He calls people back to worship, starts the tithe and the offerings back, reinstates the priesthood, gets the Levites motivated. And then it's an awesome, really, time of revival. Right. And at the same time, this young king sees this new global empire called Assyria come uh, in power under his dad. But now, man, they come in the early years of his reign, take away the entire northern kingdom of Israel. They take away the, the top, the, the northern ten tribes. So fear, and which is granted, right? These guys are right. brutal. They're like putting people up on posts. They're, they're emptying out whole societies. It's a global power now. They are forced to pay tribute to this, this country, to this empire. And in this transition, though, of him coming into power and becoming a strong Judean king, the old Assyrian king dies. And in this moment, as this transition, Hezekiah thinks, man, I'm going to prepare my people, because we know this, this, this bad people are coming. I'm, right. We're surrounded by them. But at the same time, I know i got to do something. So he consults uh, with Egypt, makes a pact with Egypt, decides I'm going to make an alliance with Egypt while this king has died, and I'm going to put my, my eggs in the Egypt basket, and they're going to be my buddy and protect me. And, uh, but at the same time, that really backfires on him. Right. And the new Assyrian king shows up to, uh, to show off his power and get Hezekiah back under his thumb. And... Uh, we're going to read about that here in a second of what happens as Hezekiah is navigating this time of crisis. Uh, Sennacherib, this new king, comes and he destroys like over 40 of Judah's main uh, forts and cities, takes over the entire country, completely surrounds Hezekiah. And uh, let's look and see what Hezekiah uh, is about to do. So follow along with us. Second Chronicles chapter 32, verse 1. All right, it says this. It says, after all that Hezekiah had so faithfully done, Sennacherib, king of Assyria, came and invaded Judah. He laid siege to the fortified cities, thinking, that thinking uh, to conquer them for himself. When Hezekiah saw that Sennacherib had come and that he had intended to make war on Jerusalem, he consulted with his officials and military staff about, about uh, blocking off the water from the springs outside the city and they helped him. A large force of men assembled, and they blocked off all the springs and the stream that flowed through the land. Why should, they, why should the kings of Assyria come and find plenty of water, they said. Then he worked hard repairing all the broken sections of the wall and building towers on it. He built another wall outside that one and reinforced the supporting terraces of the city of David. He also made a large number of weapons and shields. He appointed military officers over the people and assembled them before him in the square of the city gate and encouraged with them with these words, Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged, because the king of Assyria and the vast army with him, for there is a greater power within us than with him. With him, the only, only the armor of the flesh... But with us is the Lord our God to help us and fight our battles. And the people gained confidence from what Hezekiah, the king of Judah, said. Amen. So let's talk about three. I just want to talk about three things. I want to talk about fear, faculty, uh, and faith. So here we have Hezekiah 
surrounded by a moment of crisis, and he has navigated it in good and bad ways, and uh, he's doing things to fortify his city and prepare for this time while the enemy's advancing and the enemy's surrounding him, but at the same time calls people back to God and says, basically like we just said, there, man, the God, the God with us right. is more, is bigger, is, is, is tougher right. and more powerful than, than those that are with them. So let's talk about fear though. So he had a real external enemy. Right. And I think Christians as believers, it's one of the things we need to remember is there are bad things that happen in the world, bad situations, divorce, and we fight depression, and we fight job loss, and we fight crisis, even the crisis that's in America right now, the, the pandemic that we're struggling through. Right. You know, we have these external things, but at the end of the day, we also have a spiritual enemy, right? right. So just like Hezekiah faces a real enemy, and in that generation, man, it's the same, it's like the same enemy with a new face. Exactly. The old king bought it is dead, right? And now a new king come, but it's the same enemy. And in our generations, my parents face threats, and I'm gonna face threats, and my kids as believers are gonna face threats. Right. And it's that same old devil, that accuser, that liar, that slanderer uh, that the Bible talks about, and that he's gonna appear, he can appear through many different forms, many different ways, use different situations, but it's the same threat, right? Right. So, and here's Hezekiah. The dude has enacted religious reforms and caused revival, you know, with his heart towards God. And you right. would think, wouldn't you, that, man, God, I've done everything right. Don't I get a pass? You know? And I think as Christians, it's sometimes the same way. We think, man, God, I'm doing everything right. Why, why is depression coming to my family? What about, why is my teenager in rebellion? Why am I losing my job? Why am I quarantined to my home? Right. You know, God, I'm doing everything I'm supposed to do. But I think about James where it says, you know, the testing of our faith, it produces endurance. And sometimes that, that even though we're doing good, opportunities of testing provide us opportunities to prove our faith. Right? And right. here's Hezekiah in that moment, but here's the, here's the bad part. Just like all of us, when crisis happens, where is our trust in? Mm -hmm. What does he do? <clears throat> if you go back and, and study this out, especially in Isaiah uh, chapter 10 and chapter 30, we find that Hezekiah goes to Egypt. In the middle, you guys in revival. But in the middle of this crisis, fear consumes him. Mm -hmm. He goes to Egypt and he makes a pact. And, uh, and if you read Isaiah chapter 10, Isaiah has already told them. He says, guys, Assyria is simply the rod of God's indignation. He's the staff that God is using against a, a wicked world. And even though Assyria is evil and God hasn't caused that evil, right. but God is wielding Assyria to bring judgment on uh, the northern kingdom of Israel and take them away because they wouldn't repent. But at the same time, in Isaiah ch uh, chapter 10, uh, verses 13 and 21, it says that God in His wisdom will allow a remnant of faithful people to return to Him. So in Isaiah 30, uh, I'll just read it. Isaiah chapter 30, verse 1, it says, Woe to the rebellious children, declares the Lord, who executes a plan, but not mine, mm -hmm. and makes an alliance, but not of my spirit, in order to add sin to sin, and who go down to Egypt without consulting me to take refuge in the safety of Pharaoh. Mm -hmm. So here's our app, my application for, for my life right now. 
<coughs> we are <coughs> facing crisis on all sides. And if, if I allow fear to dictate my decisions, then I've given fear control of my life. Right. And the same was with Hezekiah. Fearing the enemy really gave fear control over Isaiah. And whether I'm fearing job loss or I'm fearing economic downturn or I'm fearing sickness in my body, sometimes we make bad decisions, right? Uh, with fear. So I don't know, what's your take on, on fear and our decisions? Well, I think it's the same thing. It's like, you know, um, even in my life, I've, I've had things that have happened who, that have caused me to fear, whether that's losing a job or, or um, you know, or sickness in my body. For me, for, for me personally, sickness in my body is, is one of those things because right. I, I grew up very sick yeah. in the hospital, in and out of the hospital. You had a big episode when you were young. When I was 17, I had a stroke that almost took my life. And right. so, you know, for me, I'm thinking, man, I'm, I'm one of those small percentages of people who, you know, they say to you know, anybody who takes two medications a day, mm -hmm. they should fear that, you know, about this virus. And I'm just thinking that I could, I could do one of two things with that. Right. I could really let that fear overcome me right. and, and shut myself in my home and not talk to the world and this mm -hmm. or that or the other. Or I could turn to the one right. who knows everything. Right. Where do I get my peace from? Where, where do I... Where do I where do I get my my joy from? And that comes from being in in the Word, being with God in spirit, and and just communing with Him, just making that a part of my daily life. And so so I guess that's what as far as my life and as far as for us, you know, we can't allow that fear to consume us, but turn to the One who knows everything. And I, I like what Isaiah had said said to him in that that prophecy. He said. Through God, or God is saying through Isaiah, you didn't consult my spirit mm -hmm. when you made this alliance. And I think whatever decisions we're making, right. when when the enemy is coming around us, or even bad situations that maybe the enemy is wanting to use, he wants you to turn inward and ask and solve it yourself, right. or he wants you to turn to someone else or to something else. Sometimes we can turn to alcohol and drugs. We can turn to relationships. We can turn to sex. We can turn to all sorts of things and say like, this is what I'm looking for in my life. So right. let's talk about faculty though. Right. Faculty. So uh, what can I do? That's the question, what can I do? Right. So there's things of fear, then there's faculty. Faculty is the things of my own mental understanding, my own power, what's within my resources and my means. So uh, faculty, in the middle of these crises and chaos, God gives, I think God gives us uh, personal wisdom. Mm -hmm. We can turn to the word. There's common sense, which maybe not right. so common anymore, but <laughs> there's things that we can do. So Hezekiah makes this strategy. He hasn't made all the right decisions, but he does make good ones. And in strategy here, he, he does a few things. If you go there in this text, it says that he organizes his troops. He rebuilds some walls that had fallen down in Jerusalem. So here we are, the enemy surrounded, destroyed 44 towns thereabout. Mm -hmm. And Hezekiah says, you know, but if he takes Jerusalem, which is where the Spirit of God dwells, that's in the temple. He can't, it's the symbol of our whole nation, the symbol of our crew, our mm -hmm. troop. Right. So he says, we've got to secure where the Spirit of God is, God's city. So he builds up the walls, he unites the people, he organizes his military. And he, he says, there's this spring, the Gihon Spring, that has been supplying Jerusalem for thousands of years. In fact, it's the only reason there's a city there, and it makes most of their, pro of their crops, and it goes to this pool. So he right. says, 
We've got to enlarge the city walls. I think it's like about 100 acres. Mm -hmm. They enlarge the city walls, put fortification on that spring, and do a, a really a modern, in that time, a modern marvel of digging this tunnel. It's, even today it's called Hezekiah's Tunnel. Found, they found it in Jerusalem. Mm -hmm. And underground, two teams from two different sides meet in the middle at this curved tunnel. And it's just, it's a, it's a miracle is what it is. Right. And they secure that this, this as they've expanded their walls and their, and their armor, mm -hmm. they've secured the source of the city. That, that living water, the Gihon Spring, was a, a gushing forth. Every, couple, uh, every day, several times a day, it would just gush forth uh, gallons and gallons of water mm -hmm. uh, to be the major spring in that area. So look at that for me in application. I think about there are some practical things we can do in our life when crisis comes and I feel surrounded. I've got marriage issues, I should seek counseling. Right. I've got teenagers going through rebellion. There's practical tools, boundaries I can set. If I'm gonna, I know the economy's not so great, I should save. There are practical things we right. can do. But for that moment in Hezekiah, I think about the spiritual application, and maybe this probably is the most important thing for the whole talk we have this morning, is how do I, as a spiritual head of my home, as a home church that we're having now, enlarge the borders of my family and ensure that I have the armor intact, right? That around, I've enlarged my borders, that inside my family is a supply, is a source of life that never runs dry, that even if I feel surrounded inside of my family, there is the source. And I think about what Paul said in Ephesians chapter 6, is that there is the armor of God. He said, be strong in the Lord and the power of His might. Put on the full armor of God, which is Christ. Right. He's the helmet. He's the shield. He's the belt. He's the shoes. And we build up our walls by putting on Christ. And then on the inside, Jesus says in John, He says, from your innermost being will flow rivers of living water. And that's the presence of God that He's secured there. So, how do, how do I, in the middle of this chaos, ensure that, man, I can't, I, maybe I do, I'm doing everything right, but one thing I know I can do, I can do everything in my means, everything, every wisdom that God has to do the right thing, but the most important thing is to secure there is a source, a supply at the center of my family, and that is putting on Christ and putting on the Holy Spirit. Right. So uh, what, do you, what do you think about there? I think that's good. I think, you know, as far as for me, you know, uh, we can do everything we can do to prepare and prepare and prepare. But the biggest thing is, is that we turn back to the Word of God, put our trust, our faith, and our hope in the one who knows every single detail. That's who right. knows the ending. That's right. And that's, that's the main thing for me. And that's my going to the Word every day in my family, having family devotions, uh, praying together, worshiping together putting all of my family and saying, this is the supply of how we're going to get through this moment. Talk about faith, our, our last point. <clears throat> so putting, uh, putting the spirit back in the home. And the last thing is Hezekiah, he, he wasn't perfect. I mean, the dude, the dude did a lot of right things, but he wasn't perfect. He made this alliance out of fear, but he was faithful. Right. And, and, why was he faithful? He was faithful because God was faithful. It was that he, at the end of the day, remembered 
who God really was. And let's look at that last verse, those last couple of verses there. He says, despite his imperfection, he brings people back to God. And he says, be strong and courageous. Do not fear or be dismayed because of the king of Assyria, nor because of all the horde that's with him. For the one who is with us is greater than the one who is with him. And with him is only an arm of flesh, but with us is the Lord our, like the, I love that part, the Lord our God to help us and to fight our battles. You know, we sing that song, this is how we fight our battles. I think right. about that, that song in this exactly. moment. And I think even about that moment where Elisha uh, in 2 Kings chapter 6, where he's got his servant and they're surrounded and he prays to God, open up his eyes. And he says, look, there's more on our side than their side. And uh, I think about what we just read with, uh, with Paul in Ephesians chapter 6. He says, finally, be strong. And who? In the Lord. And in what? And in the power of his might. Uh, put on the full armor of God. And even how Paul ends in Ephesians chapter 6, uh, that section about the armor of God, he talks about uh, putting on the sword, which is the spirit, the word of God, the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. And then he says, pray at all times with petitions for all the saints. Uh, he gets them back to say, put on Christ and have the Holy Spirit. Hezekiah here, we've armed ourselves up, but we've secured the source around, uh, the, right. secure, the source of the supply of our family. And for us, and for me and you, as we have home church, I want to do my very best in this time with my family. I want to navigate these times wisely with my finances. I want to do uh, the things that I know I can do for my job and for the safety of my family. I want to right. do those things. In, in any moment, if I go through uh, marital issues or financial issues or uh, issues with my kids or issues in my health, I want to go to the doctor. I believe right. in going to the doctor. I want to do practical things, everything I can do uh, within my own power, but not let that fear take me over and make bad decisions about fear uh, because of fear. Right. But come back to this. Surround my family in Christ. Put on Christ. Put the Spirit of God at the center. Let no enemy come in and erupt, you know, disrupt that process. Mm -hmm. That my family supply is not in my job. Right. That my family supply is not in our health. My family supply is not in this economy or in this crisis or in the government or in my 401k. My family supply has got to be in the power of the Holy Spirit, in a God who fights my battles and is always faithful that if I would repent of my sins and turn to Jesus Christ, that He will surround me, He will protect me, He will guard me from all the wiles of the enemy, and He will protect me from the fiery arrows, and that in the middle of my heart will be rivers of living water gushing forth. And Isaiah even predicts this. He says in, in Isaiah, he predicts about the time of the Messiah. He says that when the Messiah comes, that in the desert and dry places, it will spring life. Right. And that's here. That's Jerusalem for Hezekiah. In the middle of the desert, Judean desert, God is spring life where his spirit dwells. Right. And so what, what are some things as we sum this up? Uh, that we can say, how do you provide that for your family? How do you practically surround yourself with Christ and, and make the source, the Spirit? Right. I think for for us, for me, for my family, um, it's so easy that we could that we could let that fear or that 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 job or finding our finding our uh, our purpose in our job or our family or finding you know all those things. 
And we've got so, so many things that are coming against us with the virus and this and that or the other. We could let all those things come against us, but how do we, how we, uh, how we combat that or how we come against that is going to be waking up, whether that's waking up early, having a devotion in the right. morning, having a constant devotional life, uh, and not just, you know, five or ten minutes a day, okay? I'm saying actually this is a time, and, and it should be anyway, but maybe it's a time where we develop that constant devotional life, right. and we're getting up early, and we're in the Word, and we're worshiping, and we're praying all throughout our day, and we're keeping our thoughts on things that are above right. and not things that are below right. on earthly Amen. things. That's right. And so with that being said, our family, our children, our wives, our husbands, all of us need to see that coming from being the priest. We talked about being the priest right. of our home. So as the priest of our homes, they need to see that starting in us. That's good. And so how do we do that? Well, we sit down at night and we have a nightly devotion. We turn the TV off. We turn right. Netflix off. We turn uh, social media. We get, it, get, get away from social media and we take all those distractions where Facebook is filled with it, the news is filled with it. Right. Everywhere I turn, I see, I see and fear. The, you see fear. Everywhere. I see the fear. Mm -hmm. You know, I see. I, I go to the grocery store and the shelves are empty. For goodness sakes, you know, right. like. But I see that. But in my family, how am I going to say? You know what? I know all of this is. It feels like we're surrounded. It feels like the enemy is lurking at our door, right. so to speak. But we're going to sit down. We're going to have faith. We're going to turn to the Word of God. We're going to trust in Him and let His Spirit surround us and give us peace, comfort, and joy even in the times in which we live. Amen. Hey, well, we want to remind you. Uh, let, me, let me end with this verse in John, 1 John 4, 4. You are from God, little children. You have overcome them because greater is He who is in you than he who is in the world. So we sum it up with this. Our challenge to you today is to put the source, the supply, inside your family. That is the power of the Holy Spirit. And arm yourself up. Build the walls of your family in Christ. So when fear comes, we're not making irrational decisions out of fear or alliances with man and making efforts out of just simply our flesh. But in our faculty, we're going to do everything in our power, but it's going to come back at the end to faith that God has not left us. He is Jesus, Emmanuel, God with us. God is for you. And so be encouraged today. You have a God who is greater than all things. And so we challenge you in the next moment, discuss this with someone, pray together as a family in your home, devote time every day to the word of God and build up the walls of your family around the source of the Holy Spirit. Hey, thanks for watching online. We hope you've been blessed by our series, Home Church. And we want to take a moment and respond uh, and examine ourselves. One, do I have a right relationship with Jesus Christ? If I don't, the Bible says Jesus came preaching, repent and believe in the good news of God's kingdom. That means that Jesus came to seek and save the lost. Today is a day you can know God. And we want to help you do that. If you go to SanctuaryFWC.com, there's a link on our homepage about learning more about Jesus Christ. And we'll have an opportunity to call and pray with you and lead you more in the right direction. And maybe you today you're a believer and you know the Lord, but maybe things aren't quite where they ought to be. 
John the Apostle said that he is such a good God that even in the midst of when we make mistakes, he makes intercession for us. And he is faithful and just to cleanse us of all unrighteousness when we come to him in repentance. And next, families. This series is so vitally important for you and for me in this time. We want you right now to take a moment to have church with your family. That means pray together, worship together. And if you have children, log on to our Right Now Media through our website, and there will be a whole plan and a kit to have kids church together. And even this week, take moments to pray and study God's Word and be the church. And lastly, if you are blessed by the ministry of Sanctuary, you can always give online. There are three ways to do that, either by mail, by text to give, or online at our website. We pray God's blessing on you, and we'll be here next week.